You're listening to Trot the Egg In, a podcast sponsored by Bydell Sports, working closely with Witness Rugby Union Football Club and hosted by Dan and John. So what club were you playing at now and who were your mates and better players at that 16, 17 age group? Well, when I, when I got to under-16s, the Holton Hornets folded. Um, so I'd played there from under-7s. Um, they'd been... A couple of times in college, lads or oh, in school, sorry, lads had asked me, did I want to go to the wage? And obviously, I was up there on a Saturday with my dad, but I never really wanted to leave the Hornets, to be honest. But I think this sort of forced me into doing it when they folded. So, under 16s, I joined the last little bit of the season, I joined the Wids. Yeah. Uh, so, I played under 16s and then I played Colts uh, and then a season at first team, then as well. Right, mate. So, at that age, who, who were you looking up to as rugby idols? Well, obviously, anyone. yeah, obviously, my dad. Uh, yeah. You know, we used to go watch him on a Saturday, and we love going up the woods and stuff. It's funny, like my dad. You could you could have hundred people, or a thousand, or two thousand people watching a game, and I'll always be able to hear my dad. You know, he, gro- <laughs> he groans if I miss a tackle or a poor pass or anything. And it's always driven me on to want to do him proud. You know, you, yeah. you, you hear him, no dummies, no dummies, Matthew. Yeah, but I think growing up. I, I loved I loved watching rugby league. You know, I was a little ball boy at Witness. I had a season ticket home and away. They were only in the championship, but I, I loved going to like Whitehaven. I know it sounds weird, you know, random away trips. Yeah, uh, but it, sort of Super League. I, I loved the Wigan and Saints derbies. I think you just don't get games like that anymore where you had like Robertson and a fire Edwards, Farrell, Goulding, you know, Long and Skulltop. It's just absolute legends just going at it. And I, I loved watching Super League back then. Yeah. So. You've got to an age when signatures are sought after for certain things, ain't they? So at this point of your, of your rugby life, are you looking at it to be something serious or are you still just enjoying it and taking it for what it is? No, 100% enjoyment, mate. Never even yeah. crossed my mind. Um, you know, I've always said, you know, the minute I stop enjoying playing is, is the minute I stop playing rugby. Um, you know, if, if I would have been good enough to earn a living, you know, for 10 or 15 years playing in the Premiership or something like that, it, it would have only lasted so long. So the main driving force for me has always been enjoyment and, and earning people's respect as well, you know, not just your teammates, but the opposition as well. But rugby, it's like, it gives you so many things as well. It gives you, you know, discipline and your, your friends and some contacts for life. You, you're working as part of a team and problem solving, uh, desire, winning attitude, uh, never say die attitude, stuff like that. It helps you, you know, just in life in general when things get tough as well, I think. And all them skills, they're so easily transferable into the workplace as well. So it does help you as well, playing a team sport like rugby. Yeah, they're definitely um, attributes you can convert both sides of the line, aren't they? 100%. So we've slightly touched on it on, in the previous segment, mate. You were really young when you played first team, wasn't you? Yeah, so... I- I was training with the Wids uh, first team while I was playing for the Colts. I was about 16. I used to just join in and do the yeah. fitness and stuff. Um, so I think it was always 18 where you, you, you had to be 18 to play for the first team for safety reasons. And I remember I just, I just turned 17 in the June and I was at a pre-season session in July and our coach at the time handed away and he turned up and he said, you'll never guess what, they're, they're making it 17 uh, unless you play prop, you know, to, to play first team. So I'd just turned 17, uh, so I could play if I was, a, if I was selected. Um, so I trained my ass off that summer and I managed to play a full season. Um, we also won the league that year as well, so it was a really enjoyable season. We had a really good side. I was working at Morrison's. I'd do Morrison's 6-12 on a Saturday, 
getting, yeah. all, getting all the bread out so he earned me beer money for the afternoon. Yeah. Um, you know, playing against grown men that year, it set me in, in good stead, actually, you know, for what was ahead. Most 17-year-olds yeah. at the time were just playing school rugby uh, against lads of their own age. I was playing against fully grown men. Right. I, uh, I've always knew you were the heart of Robert Morrison's for a bit, mate. <laughs> Common knowledge. Yeah, you best of both. Um, both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that, that one. Little plug, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, when did when did you and Nicky meet? Then was you already together at this point? No, no. So me and Nicky no. met in uh, two thousand and seven. We met, yeah. So right. So go on, sorry. No, I was just going to say she stalked me for a while. <laughs> no. Did she? Yeah. No, to be honest, we were, we went to the same school. So she, she right. lived in Lee Avenue, and I lived in Birchfield Road, literally one hundred and fifty two hundred yards away from each other. Uh, right. I think we went on a school trip together in year seven. Uh, she was two years older than me. Um, so we, I think we sort of knew each other were, but didn't know each other, if you know what I mean. And yeah, I get yeah. A, a random story, but I get this phone call off Chris Leedham like three in the morning on a Saturday night, like Sunday morning. I was at, I was in Manchester at the time. We had a, yeah. in the next day of training. And uh, he said, you'll never guess what, the fittest girl in witness wants your phone number. So I've given her. I was like, I, I honestly couldn't, I didn't know who she was or anything. <laughs> and um, so anyway, we get texted and then we finally meet up and, and, and that's that, yeah. Oh, she had a Best time thing he ever mate. did, lead him. Yeah. That's it, mate, yeah. She couldn't get anyone her own age, so she had to be <laughs> a couple of years younger. Yeah. So how old was you when the sale move come about and how, how did it come about? So it started, I was uh, 17 or what, I think I was 17. Um, I went on tour, like I said before, um, I played Lancashire a year early. Uh, I was sh- yeah. shocked to get picked. They took a bit of a bigger squad to Ulster on a tour. So it took us eight hours to get there. They, we went by boat, God knows why. But yeah, oh, yeah. seasick by the time we got there. But yeah, so we um, we got we, we went and we stayed with the opposition families. I was only 17. And there was two academy, uh, sail academy coaches who were on the tour. They just came along, watched all the training sessions and the games, you know, just for potential players. Yeah. Uh, I scored a couple of tries in one of the games. I was on the wing, bit of a... Lanky Rodney Trotter on the wing. I was a bit <laughs> slim about then, never believed. Uh, they kept tabs on me then for the next six months uh, while I was playing for the Wids. Uh, and then I got, a, I got a visit in college. It was just before Christmas, asking me what I was thinking of doing after college. And to be honest, at the time, I, I didn't have a clue. I was going to join the police. or I didn't know what I wanted to do, to be honest. I knew I wasn't going to uni. Um, and they said, how do you fancy joining the academy and, and living with four other players? And I honestly couldn't believe it. Um, you know, the money was absolutely dreadful, but we we always seemed to find enough money to go out on a Monday and Wednesday night, Gosh, which is the main, <laughs> like students. But, yeah. you because know, I, I didn't go to a private school or a rugby school, and, and I think it's, you know, well known that back then, I think it's, especially all the England trials and stuff like that, it's pretty... Uh, yeah. It's, it's pretty rare for, for, for lads who don't go to rugby schools to get picked. So I lost out in the final England trial. As a as a raw seventeen year old, um, probably wasn't ready for it to be honest. But that hurt me that, and and yeah. I always remember it. And I was more determined then to prove people wrong. But when Sale um, asked me to go, there was only four of us, I think, my age selected. But there'd been loads more who'd, who'd played England eighteens, so that's why I was a little bit shocked when they first asked. I think they were just taking a punt on a on a tall winger at the time, and and, and to, if it turned into something, happy days. If I didn't, they hadn't really lost anything, but. Yeah. The big change happens once you're playing against kids your own age and size. 
and suddenly you're competing against huge men more physically developed and, and more experienced than you. You know, you might think you're doing well playing for your college side or your college sides against local lads, but, you know, you rock up at a place like Sale, you're not only competing against 20 of the best players from around the, the northwest who are, you know, between 17 and 20, but you're also competing against 40 grown men who are, you know, most of them have, have played international rugby or in the premiership for 10 years. So you're right at the bottom of the ladder and it can be a, can be a long way up at times. Um, but that, that's Imagine, my, my season with the Wids, that, that helped me quite a bit, you know, getting used to the physical side of things and stuff. But, you know, yeah. sale it, highs were obviously, you know, training day in, day out with world-class players. Um, you know, in my second season, they won, they won the premiership. So it was good to be able to be in that bubble and watching each week what it took behind the scenes to become champions. And, you know, me and a couple of other young lads, we managed to play half an hour in the last league game that season when they won the league. So we were, we were only 19, so that was just, just surreal. Um, and I tried to be like a sponge and just retain information and ask as, as many questions as I could. So, Because I, I was, like I said, I was a late, late developer, so my rugby union knowledge wasn't too great at 18, to be honest. Um, and then the opportunities of, of being with the Premiership Club uh, came about. I managed to go train with England 19s and be on standby for the World Cup when I was just, you know, only 19 and training with England 7s for a week's camp and realising how bloody mad the 7s players are and how tough it must be to, to, to play that. But there's also challenges, I think, in, you know, full, you go into full-time rugby at 18 and people don't see the, the challenging side of things. Um, you know, the sacrifices you make, you miss... All the lads' holidays, you miss nights out with your mates because you're always training, you're always in season. It's it's yeah. learning how to deal with not being selected. You know, you wanted to, you wanted a chance to impress, even though you knew the guys ahead of you were, were seasoned internationals and far better than you was. But you just wanted a chance, and other things like dealing with injuries and setbacks, you, you're not used to that. Um, going on loan, I went on loan, so you're having to earn respect all over again in a new team. Um, but yeah, it's it's mad. But I, I mean, I haven't played a game of rugby league since since that Hornets. Since I was sixteen, I've not played one game since, um, which is right. pretty mad, you know, to play it from when you were five to to sixteen, and then just never. But it's just never never come about. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, and there's never been an opportunity there to do it, mate. No, no, no. I think because because I was at the Wids from sort of seventeen, and then. When I went to sale at 18, I couldn't play for anyone else. So I was 22. And then I've just always, you know, I've been at Sedge ever since and I've just never, yeah. never thought about it, no. Right. So we've, we've touched on a few, a few major honours, really, mate, haven't we? So for a start, you've made your first team debut, albeit at the end of the year, but it's a big deal. You're learning from, and I'm going to ask you to name drop, but some of the, like, certainly one of the best players our country has seen. Jason Robinson, isn't there? So, do you want to do you want to name drop a few of them, like all the statesmen you were around then? Sorry, you just broke up a little bit there, John. Sorry, sorry, mate. mate. So, basically, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to name drop because I know you weren't gonna. <laughs> but like, I think for people to understand, like, sale at the time, with with at the peak of the powers, weren't they? Oh yeah, they were. Yeah, and the members of that team that are around. People will know them, even though they might not be overly fond of the union. So, do you want to name drop a few characters you were around back then? And yeah, well, the coach at the time, the coach at the time was uh, Philippe Saint-André, who played for France. Um, Kingsley Jones, who played for Wales. I didn't really have too much knowledge on them until I'd got there. 
So yeah. Philippe brought over quite a few French players with him, Sebastian Chabal at the time. Nobody had ever heard of him. He'd come over with a skinhead, massive number eight. He had arms down to his feet. He was, and uh, he grew his hair, you know, and he became known as Sebastian Chabal sort of thing. And he was yeah. an absolute animal. Um, I still remember him smashing Delalio in the semi-final before they won it. He's, but yeah, other players, you know, Jason Robinson, I don't, I don't think he needs any explanation, does he? Um, yeah, no, Char- man, no. Charlie Hodgson, um, Mark Cueto, people like that. There was, But there was also, I think what Philippe did really well and the reason why they won the league, uh, there's, there's big breaks in rugby union where you've got the Six Nations and you've got World Cups and Lions tours. He, 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 he sort of, he had his internationals, but he also... The reserve players were, were lads that had sort of played international rugby but retired from it. So they were getting to sort of near 30. Like you had Mark Taylor, who you might never heard of. He was a 13 who played for Wales and the Lions. Really, yeah. really good player. But he retired when he comes to retired from Wales when he came to sale. So when, when your internationals went away and you, and you were missing six or seven plays, instead of losing five games on the run, we were still winning. Um, or sale was still winning. So... Yeah. I think that's that's probably why why they won the league in the end. Yeah, so we managed the international breaks with recently retired international, yeah. basically. Didn't yeah, we? really smart. Smart, yeah. So the under twenty World Cup you touched on, and you've just like glossed over it like it's nothing. Is how how does that work? So how do you get approached? Where do you go for trials? When do you get your stash? Um, how did it, how did it come about? So yeah, I, I was. So I'd, I'd, I'd been for a week's camp at the under-19s and been on standby for that World Cup um, and got my sort of like first taste of training against some unbelievable players of your age and, and I was gutted I never got a chance there. But I was a year young for this one uh, again. So I was only, I was 19, I think, at the time. Uh, yeah. And I got a call to go down and play in a, in a, it was just a friendly game, but it was for England under-21s and it was against Leicester uh, in a Pat Welford Road. Um, it was Matt Hampson. It was the England had just won um, the Grand Slam, and and they were preparing for a World Cup in a, in a month's time. And Matt Hampson was a prop. It was the Matt Hampson Challenge. He was in a scrum yeah. accident at training for England under twenty ones in two thousand and five, and unfortunately got paralysed. So this was a charity game for him, and they said they were just using it as a bit of a trial game for the World Cup. Did a fancy playing? So I jumped at the chance. Um, I was I played opposite Tom Youngs at the time. He was a centre at the time. That's how long ago it yeah. was. <laughs> um, and then, so I played in that. Um, can't remember the score. You know, must have done okay. Um, and then I got a phone call on the way back from watching Sale at Twickenham beat Leicester in the final. I was pissed to be honest with you. And uh, I got a phone call off my, my academy <laughs> manager, uh, who said he just had a phone call to say that Nick Abenden had done his hamstring. So they were calling me up for the World Cup um, in France. So. A week later, wow. a week later, I flew. Down. I didn't have much time to think about. It, to be honest, a week later, I flew yeah. down to London. A few days training, uh, got given all this kit, and then we were over to to Vichy in France for for three weeks. So I think I roomed with with me. I lived with Ben Foden at the time at Sale, so I roomed with him when I got there. So that settled me in a little bit before I got to meet everybody. We were always nip, yeah. nipping the supermarket for some late night snacks, but <laughs> that, that team at the the England side, I mean, at the time, lads were playing premiership uh, at yeah. a very young age. So I'd heard of lads uh, and knew they were talented and stuff. But, you know, lads like Mike Brown, uh, Pascal, Robshaw, uh, Tom Croft, Danny Curve, Toby Flood, players like that who went on to just have unbelievable careers, you know what I mean? But 
Um, so the World Cup first game was Fiji, I think it was. I wasn't involved. You take twenty six lads, um, and and obviously it's just a squad of twenty two players for the match day. So I wasn't involved with the first game, um, yeah. and then the second game was New Zealand. I was on the bench, managed to get half an hour or, or just over half a game. They had Kieran oh, Reid playing at the time, um, yeah. and then I played against Ireland and Wales. Um, they had players like Johnny Sexton and, and stuff playing um, and I was benched against Scotland uh, but what an opportunity it was just you know unbelievable memories to look back on and most of the lads went on to play for England and the Lions and massive careers in the Premiership or abroad but I was just so lucky to be involved and I got everything I could out of that trip to be honest with you I, if not more um, I didn't expect to play as much as I did so I was chuffed Happy days. Did that open any doors to, to like the channel to sales first team when you come home or, or was it when you come home? Um, so when I come back, I think it just gave me some confidence, to be honest. I come back and uh, we were into a pre-season for another season. I'd been on loan um, to Doncaster uh, just before that, like from in a month, I think it was the January or something, for a month, played four games, done the World yeah. Cup and then... Um, came back into a pre-season. It just gives you a bit of confidence, to be honest, just to, to know that you've played at that level. And, yeah, it's just like a ne- the next step up. But, you know, the opportunities at yeah. Sale were they were quite tough to come across, to be honest, because they had such a big squad um, and it, obviously full of really, really good players. It was just, it was hard to get into, to be honest with you. It's not as easy yeah. as, you know, some, say, rugby league or, or rugby union teams lower down might only have small squads so a couple of injuries and you're next on the list whereas this was like yeah. you needed f- five or six lads in your position to be injured to get on the bench you know what I mean it was tough yeah yeah so the loan moves uh, like it's daft like I don't know if you listen we spoke to Millie about how the rugby league behind the scenes work so how does how does a loan move come about and what does it involve to your knowledge so I for, for rugby union or, or back when I went on loan to Sedge they, they just sort of approached the club and say look we're looking for three or four lads um, you know we might only have 15 games a season for the academy so it, it works both ways it's good for the for the for the premiership club to to loan you out and one get you keep your match fit and get you experience but it also works for the for the team that you're being loaned to because they need players because their squads aren't as big as the premiership so I think it works both ways Right, yeah, so it's pretty straightforward. It's just nothing underhanded. It's a straight chat from club A to parent club. If you agree to it, you go. If you don't, you stay, basically. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, my my loan at the time to Sedge, I'd um, just come back from the World Cup, done done pre-season with Sale, sorry. So, and then we were ready for the A-League, which is a a Monday night league, which is Sale's second team, which all the the youngsters will play. And any first teamers who aren't involved on a Saturday or a Friday, they'll play on a Monday night. So we we usually have about fifteen games a season. So I was ready for that. And next minute, I got um, a visit from Jeff Roberts, who's uh, president um, at Sedgley, and Tim Free, who's the first team coach. They they already had a few lads from Sale on loan there, and they came into the gym and said they've been watching the A League on a Monday night. They wanted me to join on loan. So I just jumped at the chance, to be honest. It's just more rugby uh, yeah. experience. But it was tough, though. You know, I was training at Sale on a Friday, playing Saturdays. We had a team run through on a Sunday with Sale and then a Monday night game as well. So it was tough. But I'm, I think I made Sat- my debut... Saturday, Monday. 
Yeah, it was tough, mate. Really tough. But I, yeah. I maybe debut December two thousand and six against Bedford at home in the cup, and I think we won ten eight. But you know, National One, it was called National One at the time. It's now the Championship. Yeah. It was a tough league. You had sides like Leeds and Harlequins and Northampton come down for a year with a ridiculous squad, Carlos Spencer and yeah. Chris Ashton and stuff. And then Exeter, they were in it for years until they went up. But we just tried to. We had a decent little team uh, full of, you know, there was ex ex Premiership players or a couple who played international. But then there was a good good group of young players who were on loan. So we just used to try and stay in the arm wrestle for sixty minutes. And we knew if we were close to sides after 60, we'd have half a chance of sneaking a result. But it was tough at the time because I was, I think I was captain of the A team at Sale on a Monday night. So I was, I was still trying to impress Sale to get a chance in their first team if you know if there was any injuries or, or earn new contracts. Um, but on a yeah. Monday night, you'd be cramping up sometimes. You were absolutely exhausted, you know. You, but it was, it was yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But I, you know, I'm not sure how many Sedge games that Philippe watched the sale coach. <laughs> I'm not sure he, he reviewed <laughs> them. But, but never, nevertheless, yeah. you know, I was enjoying it. I loved being at Sedge because it was sort of... You've been used to sort of like amateur, then you go to professional. And this was like somewhere in the middle, like just training twice a week, semi-professional. But they still had all their yeah. old school values of drinking on the bus and stuff. I, I enjoyed that because that's where I've come from. You know, like from yeah. the woods, you know, Colts playing away and stuff like that. So I really loved Sedge um, and it was a great experience for me. Um, you know, I was playing at 15, where the, my first training session, the 15 <laughs> does his ACL. He said, all right, you're in at 15 this week. I said, I'm going to play Derby Life. Well, I think I played a couple <laughs> of games for the wins, but you know, playing there yeah. as well as centre and wing for sale, it was just giving me a little bit of game understanding and a bit more versatility and stuff. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of Trot the Egg. We appreciate all your feedback and don't forget to like, subscribe and share the podcast to your friends and family.